Welcome to Time of Restoration broadcast. We are so happy that you have tuned in and pray that something will be said to bless you, encourage your heart, lift your spirit, and increase your faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This is the day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in this day. As I always often say, a day designed for us to rejoice in His goodness and in His greatness, a day to magnify His name, a day to have a heart of thanksgiving for Him protecting us, watching over us. We were awakened this morning and we were clothed and in our right minds. Can you imagine so many people that woke up this morning confused, in chaos, having no clue where they were were or who they are because their minds were gone. But thank God today when I awakened, I was clothed and that cloth and that clothing was God's righteousness and in my right mind. I'm so happy that you've joined us, whether you're traveling along the highway in your automobiles or whether you're in the comfort of your home. We hope that God's word today will touch you and bless your heart. On last Thursday, I opened up with Psalms 37, but because it was such a long Psalms, I only read 20 verses. I read verses 1 through 20, and I stopped at verse 20. But this evening, I'm going to continue that Psalms, and I'm going to start with verse 21. It says, The wicked borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous showeth mercy and giveth. For such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth, and they that be cursed of him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he should not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young and now am old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. Depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. For the Lord knoweth, or the Lord loveth judgment and forsaketh not his saints. They are preserved forever but the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous 
shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom, and the tongue talketh of judgment. The law of God, of his God, is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. The wicked watcheth the righteous and seeketh to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a, like a green bay tree. Yet he passed away, and lo, he was not. Yea, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the perfect man, and behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together. The end of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust him in him powerful psalms so we see here that we should not fret ourselves because of evil doers because they will be cut down and cut off and I like the verse <coughs> excuse me <coughs> that stated that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. It says, though he fall, he shall not utterly uh, uh, be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his right hand. And that's the thing we need to know as Christians. You know, as believers, we fall, we miss the mark, you know. But the good thing is God is there holding our hands. There's a verse in the Bible that says, a just man will fall seven times in one day, but he doesn't stay down. He gets back up again. And that's the benefit of being a Christian or a believer. And, and the verse that says that the Lord loveth judgment. You know, he loves justice. He loves the things that are right. You know, even though we have a God that's a loving God, he's a God of love, but he's also a God of judgment and a God of justice. So it, it lets us know, even in this particular passage of scripture, that the wicked just don't get by. I mean, they think that they are today because they're living large, high on the horse and doing what they want to do, but judgment day is coming. So we just thank God for Psalms 37, uh, which starts off with, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious 
against the workers of iniquity. <clears throat> Father God, I just thank you, oh God, as one of my spiritual daughters often say before we pray, Lord, create in me a clean heart. And I, I just love that. And and I'm asking, Lord, to forgive me for anything I might have done that would hinder this prayer. Hallelujah. Lord, I give you praise. I give you glory today for your goodness. Oh, God, I sense your presence in such a great way. Oh, my God, you're just so good. Your presence, the benefits. As Psalms 103 says, bless the Lord and forget not his benefits. He's a healer of all diseases. Hallelujah. Not only does he forgive us our sins, but he's a healer of all diseases. Forgive us of, of, of our sins. The scripture goes on to say, as far as the east is from the west, he removes our sins from us when we repent of our sins. And God, today I thank you for the opportunity. I thank you that the veil has been rented from top to bottom where only the high priest could go in in time past and atone for the sins of men, women, boys, and girls. But now we have access to your very throne room, oh God. And we don't have to enter in with timidity, but with boldness. We can come in and give you praise and give you thanksgiving and obtain all the help that we need in, in regards to whatever we are facing. You are there to help us. Today, I pray for leaders of nations. Oh God, we are praying for tyrant leaders, those that are destroying and killing their uh, constituents. Lord, we are praying, oh God, that you said the heart of the king is in your hands. And Lord, we know that you can change the minds and the hearts of leaders, those that are tyrant, those that are not loving, oh God, and you can change their hearts and minds. So today, we thank you today for touching the minds of leaders, oh God. We thanking you for the president. You commanded us to pray for those in authority. We are praying for President Biden today. Lord, we are praying, oh God, for the Supreme Court. We are praying for the justice system. We are praying for the Senate, the House. Lord, we are praying that your will be done, God, on this earth. And we know America was found on Christian principles, of godly principles. And we, see, we can see the culture just, just the, uh, destroying the America. And so, God, we know that the effective prayer of the righteous availeth much. And I do believe the reason why we are still standing strong now because of prayer warriors, prayer intercessors that's holding up America. And Lord, today we are praying for leaders of churches, pastors. We're praying for the body of Christ that you would unite us, oh God. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. And Lord, there might be differences in various beliefs of different denominations, but the common denominator is Jesus Christ and him crucified. Hallelujah. If we could just stand on that together and walk in unity, what a better world we would have. Lord, we are praying, oh God, today for the peace of Jerusalem. God, I pray today that those that are sick, those, oh God, that are, are destitute, the homeless, God, 
that you would make a way, that you would provide. Lord, we are praying that you would change hearts and minds and desires, God. Lord, those that are sick and tired of being where they are, you know, hooked on drugs, hooked on alcohol, whatever the case, whatever the situation, God, that you are able to save and able to deliver. God, send forth laborers unto them. Lord, we are lifting up those that's on our prayer list. I, I lift up Secure, Lord. I lift up Jill and Nina. Lord, I just lift up Daryl. Oh, God. I just lift up those that are believing God for various things, for healing, for housing. Whatever the case, God, we are lifting those up on our prayer list today. We're lifting up bereaved families everywhere. Comfort, oh, God. In the name of Jesus, we're lifting up and pray that robbers and rapers, rape, rapers and murderers would be apprehended. God, we're praying for the peace of Jerusalem, God. We're praying for victims of day and night that are hiding behind doors because they are afraid to come out because they've been victimized. We're coming against sex trafficking, God. Set free. We're coming against depression. We're declaring the decreeing that people shall live and not die. We come against the spirit of depression and we lose joy into their lives. Oh God, I just thank you for your goodness and for your mercies, oh God. Lord, I just ask that you would just lift up the elderly in nursing homes. I pray for caregivers. I pray for first responders. Oh God, I just thank you today. Lord, let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my Redeemer, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Well, I just thank God for the, the word of God and for the opportunity that I have to pray and to thank the Lord for his goodness and what he's doing. Well, continuing our lesson on we are the light of the world. And that scriptures uh, text for that teaching is coming from Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. And it says, Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So we just thank God, you know, for those scriptures. I think last week, one of the last scriptures that I left you with was Psalms 18 and 2 in the NIV version. You, Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. 
And one thing we know about light, as we learned last week, when you have lost your saltiness, you have lost your value. And it's, it's key that we stay attached to the vine. Because as we stay attached to the vine, you know, then the people that we influence, the people that, uh, that are inspired by us, you know, it's, we're able to draw them. And then that fruit that we draw uh, uh, shall remain. So the thing is that we know that God is the one that turns my darkness into light. Isaiah 2 and 5 says, Come, house of Jacob, and let us walk in the light of the Lord. Yes, every believer needs to walk in the light of the Lord. As this, as this, I think Psalms 119, 105 says, the word of God is a lamp, is a light unto my path. Oh, I'm mixing that up. Let me just go to it quickly. Psalms uh, 119 and verse 105. Very short scripture, but it's, um, the Lord is my light. And let me see, let me see. I guess my age is coming up on me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Psalms 105, it says that that word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So you see the word of God directs us. It leads us. But what we need to do is trust in his word. Believe in his word. You know, don't mean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. We are the light of the world because the light lives on the inside of us. And we do not want to take our light and allow it to go out or lose its savor or its seasoning or its flavor because when it does, it will not affect other people or influence them. John chapter 12, verses 35 through 36 says, Then Jesus told them, You are going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. Whoever walks in the dark does not know where they are going. Believe in the light while you have the light so that you may become children of light. When he had finished speaking, Jesus left and hid himself from them. You know, he was, you know, letting his disciples know, you know, that he was the light. He let them know that he was the truth as well. And he's the life of man. And when we walk in the light, says whoever walks in the dark does not know where they are going. Have you ever gotten up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and hit your foot or your toe 
on the edge of your bed or on a piece of furniture because you were walking in the dark and didn't see your way clear. But when you walk in the light, when you have God's word on the inside of you, that light guides your path. You know, it leads you in the right way you should go. And that's so important that we keep our lamp, our lamps burning. It says, give me oil in my lamp and keep me burning. Remember the five foolish virgins? You know, they all had lamps, but they all didn't have enough oil in that lamps. And the ones when Jesus came and the bridegroom came, they wanted to get oil from those that had their lamps full. But see, we have to work out our own soul salvation with fear and trembling. Nobody can work it out for us. So we have to make sure that we trust God in all that we do. Uh, John chapter 8 verse 12 says, When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. And it doesn't mean that you will never fall because we as believers, the difference between a Christian and a non-Christian is that we're forgiven because we all have fallen short and missed the mark of the glory of God. So the thing about it is that he's made provision for us that when we might slip up and end up in darkness, we don't have to remain in that darkness. All we need to do is repent according to 1 John 1 and 9. He says, if we confess our sins, God is faithful, you know, to forgive us of our sins, that we, those sins that we confess. But then he'll turn around and will cleanse us from everything that's not right in us. So in other words, God is faithful that if you confess the sins that you have committed, he will turn around, forgive you, and then cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That's a double whammy. <laughs> That's a blessing. So I mean, you I mean there are people today that are teaching, you know, we're forgiven. Yes, we know we are forgiven. But they're teaching that once you repent, that one time you don't need to repent anymore. But I wouldn't want to take that chance because the Bible clearly tells us that if we sin, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us. And many times people know when they've sinned. You know when you've told a lie, whether it was supposed to have been a white lie or a black lie or whatever kind of lie it's supposed to have been, you know you told a lie. Maybe you told it for the sake of keeping peace rather than to create chaos in your presence. But nevertheless, when you repented of that lie that you told, if anything else was in you that was not right, God cleansed you of it because you took the time to confess the sin that you committed and then he turns around and cleanses you from all unrighteousness. John chapter 12 verses 44 through 46 says, Then Jesus cried out, Whoever believes in me does not believe in me only, but in the one who sent me. 
The one who looks at me is seeing the one who sent me. I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. So what does that mean? That is saying that once a person has accepted Jesus, his finished work, his death, his burial, and his resurrection, now you're saying you, uh, he is your Lord and your master and your savior, So are you, and you're still walking in darkness, something is wrong. You either didn't mean what you said when you prayed the prayer of salvation, or you need to ask the Lord and repent of you walking in sin and just get on the street call straight. <laughs> because the Bible says, why call me ye Lord, Lord, and do not the things that, that I say? So the Bible says there will be many that will say in the, in the last day that, you know, I did this in your name, I prophesied in your name, and he's going to say, I never knew you. I would never will want to be separated from God of the universe throughout eternity. And many, he will say to them, and they did so many things accordingly, uh, supposedly in his name, but their hearts weren't right. So we want to be real for Jesus. You know, we're complete in him, but we're not perfect, but we are complete in him. We make mistakes, but thank God for the provision he's made for us as the light of the world that when we fall short, we can repent, get back up, and keep it moving. So we hope tonight you've enjoyed uh, the teaching so far on we being the light of the world. And we would like to give you an opportunity to accept Jesus as your personal Savior if you have never done so. If you would, would repeat this prayer after me, Father God, I confess that I am a sinner in need of a Savior. Jesus, I believe that you died that I might be saved. Come and live on the inside of me. Wash me with your blood. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Be my Lord, my Master, my Savior, and my friend. To the backslider, all you have to do is confess your sins. God will forgive you for falling short and missing the mark. And just pray to God to restore unto you the joy of his salvation. <laughs> There's joy in God's salvation. There's peace in God's salvation. There's wholeness. He didn't just come just to save part of you, but the whole man. Your, uh, God the Father, Abba Father, is waiting on you to come home as well as your sisters and brothers in Christ are waiting for you to come home. So if you prayed this prayer and you rededicated your life back to, to the Lord, share it with someone. Let someone know what you've just done. One thing we do know 
God says, if you are ashamed to own me before this adulterous and wicked generation, I would be ashamed to own you before my Father, which is in heaven. So seize every moment to be able to tell someone about God's love. The fact that God sent his son and his son gave his life on the cross for us. So whatever you do, always remember to tell someone about Jesus because Jesus is Lord.